What's up guys, this episode we are picking up where we left off on our API series and we're diving into the JSON API specification of how you should define your JSON responses. Now, real quick before we get into that, let's take a look at the JSON that we built for our endpoint in the first episode. We basically just said, okay, well, um, we need to give you the ID and the name and the current temperature and the current status. So if we define an ID key, a name, and a current object with the keys of temp and status inside of it, we can just give you that and you can parse it out and grab it and figure it out because you'll have to look at the format to grab those things. Well, this is fine, but it becomes a problem when you have so many different endpoints and you have different developers building different endpoints. You need sort of a system in order to set up those so that they are consistent across your different endpoints, especially when different people are developing it. Another problem you can get into is some of these things might become hard to cache. You might be sending over too much data in one uh, response. You might also be sending over too little and forcing the mobile app or the client side JavaScript to hit the API multiple times just to load one page worth of data. So it is important that you set up a system to kind of make sure that you're sending over all of this in an efficient manner, but also making sure that it's cacheable and it's a systematic, consistent format. And that is what JSON API is designed to do. So one of the examples that we can see here is for the index page of a blog. Now, a blog has multiple articles, and um, it includes this as an array of article objects. And every article has attributes, such as the title, and they have relationships like an author so that we can ask for those things specifically. And each comment as well has an ID so we can look up those, we can find those, and you'll notice that the data for the comments and the author stuff is not included inside of this data array, but it is in the included section where we can grab the people out and they have a first name, last name, and a Twitter um, attribute. And these are all stuffed inside the included array so that we can load extra data and put that in. And also, if for example, one user commented five times, we could include their information just once instead of five times over. So it becomes more efficient to do it this way by referencing inside the JSON that stuff. And if you don't find that the user was maybe referenced in the included section, you will have the URL that you can go look that user up if it wasn't included here. So this format is really nice for defining your JSON and the links in order to look those people up. You have the URLs for the API kind of built in, so your consumer, your library that you write, maybe in Swift or JavaScript or Ruby or whatever, when it hits the API, it has the links for loading up the author or any of that stuff, and it doesn't have to go through the gem, and the gem doesn't have to know the URLs ahead of time and just insert the IDs your JSON is actually telling it exactly where those things are located, which is really nice for building your libraries to consume this JSON because all of that information is kind of built into it. Plus, um, as you can see here, the links at the top say, this is the current URL that you hit. Here is the next page or the previous page 
and both of those will be useful if you're building um, an index JSON endpoint such as a blog homepage that has multiple pages worth of stuff. So this is really, really straightforward and is designed in definitely more complex than you would expect by default format. Um, this is not something that we would even need for our simple API like this, but it is good as things get more complex. So what we'll be doing in this episode is taking JSON APIs format and using active model serializers to implement it in Rails. Now, the cool part about this gem is that it allows you to define serializers which say if you give us some stuff and define what keys and attributes you want to give us, what relationships you want, then we can go ahead and generate your JSON API format for you. So this is really neat because you can say um, let's define a serializer which describes which attributes, relationships, um, and their sub-attributes that you want to be serialized. And then the adapters can define how you want those to be serialized. So JSON API isn't the only format that you might want. So you can use this to interchangeably um, set up those different formats or build your own. So out of the box, it includes its own default format. And then um, that is called the attributes adapter. And then there's the JSON API adapter as well that you can use if you would like. So first, let's take a look at implementing active model serializers using the attributes adapter. We will see how that changes from our JBuilder stuff that we defined here. And we'll see the output of the attributes version. We'll change it over to the JSON API version and we will see the differences between those. So to install the gem for this, of course, we need to open up the gem file, paste the active model serializers gem in there, and then go to our terminal and run bundle to install it. Now what this is gonna do is give us a Rails generator called serializer and we can give it a name and usually you want those names to match your model object. So we have, if you remember, we have location, recording, and user. And the user was used for authentication. The location was used for what you were probably hitting. So you're probably interested in your location. And the recordings are a list of all of those uh, temperatures and statuses of the weather. Um, and those are historical. So our devices that are recording the weather might send over stuff directly to the recordings endpoint for a location, but our users consuming this are only really gonna care about grabbing their location and seeing the current temperature for where they're at. So what we will want to do is build our location serializer um, to wrap that object and then define how the JSON will get uh, rendered out. So we will say location serializer. This is going to set that up for us in a serializers folder, which is conveniently generated and we will automatically get the attribute for ID and our location model, if you don't remember, let's open up the schema. It has a few attributes on it. Um, just the ID and the name and created that and updated that. So we can add name in here and this will make sure that that gets included in the JSON. So if we go to our API controller for um, locations, here we can say rather than rendering the view for show, if we render JSON at location, 
This will trigger active model serializers to say, okay, you're giving us a location object. We should look for a location serializer and render this serializer and send that JSON back to the browser. Now remember, we're using the attributes adapter, which will be not the JSON API adapter. So the format of this won't match what we saw originally. So let's take a look at what this does. Just for a bit of context, actually, let's comment this out. I've started the Rails server, and this is going to run our JBuilder file. So we have show.json.jbuilder, and that defined the ID, the name, and a current object that included the temp and the status. So this is what we will get when we render that out. If we open this up in a new tab, and we go and uncomment this, you'll see that we get a pretty similar format. We get ID and name in the top level of the JSON object, and we're just missing that current option, which we can simply define inside of our serializer, but that isn't actually an attribute. Pulling up the JSON JBuilder version, we can see that we actually grab the temp and the status directly from the recordings association and grab the very last record, which would be the latest one. And we return those to create this current object. So this is actually not a temp or a status from the location object itself, meaning that this attributes can't do that. Um, however, if we did create a current method on the model, so if we went into location.rb and we said def current, and maybe this returned temp as one and status as rainy, um, then we could return this and we could actually include current here. And hopping back into our browser, we can refresh and we'll see now that we get that same exact format as we had written with JBuilder. So this is pretty neat because it allows us to define methods inside of our model that are dynamically calculated and we can treat them just like attributes and say for our serializers, let's just take all this stuff, throw it back into the browser as JSON and we are done. So this is nice. We could take this and move it into the model as a method and use current like that. But we could also do the same thing by saying, well, this doesn't really have anything to do with the model itself. It's more just for rendering. So if we put this current method here, we can refresh the page and it still works, and it's actually calling the current method inside the serializer, which is really, really nice. So this means that inside your serializers, if you have any custom stuff that's only for the API itself and the JSON format that you need to include, you can add that only inside of here and make sure that your model doesn't get added all these extra methods that aren't really for database relationships at all, they're only for rendering. And so you can add those here and think of these kind of like helpers or decorators, but for your API's JSON as opposed to um, your HTML views. Another neat thing about serializers is that they understand your Rails relationships. So for example, our location objects have many recordings and we can add as many recordings here to include those in our JSON. Now, if we defined a recording serializer, which we did not, um, it would use that 
for rendering each of these, but if we don't define one, it will take the attributes of that record and it will turn them into JSON and automatically include them without a serializer. So if we refresh our page, you'll see now that we have the recordings and all of their attributes are included in the objects uh, directly right there, which is pretty neat. So we can use those to our advantage to build out our API, but you'll notice that this formatting is really just putting all of the data directly in as the, um, the object is rendered. So there's no deferring of attributes and separating things out like the JSON API has with all of its links, its type, its ID and attributes and all the nesting that is defined by JSON API. This is the attributes version, which is basically saying, here's all the attributes and we'll just dump them back to you um, however, we store them in Rails in our objects and our database. So this is a much simpler version of your API, but with a simple config change, we can go and use the JSON API format to render something like this out. So we can change the config option for active model serializers anywhere we want. You could put this in application.rb, but we're gonna create an initializer called ams.rb for active model serializers. I'm gonna paste in the config option for that. So this will just change the adapter to JSON API. And if we go and restart our Rails server, we can then um, use JSON API to render this out. One interesting thing to note here is that the logs actually include messages for no serializer found for resource and it gives you the recording. And that is actually um, what I mentioned, where when there is no serializer, it will default to just calling to JSON on the re recording objects. So that is just grabbing the attributes and passing that along, but it's warning you saying, hey, we didn't find a serializer and you should probably define one um, so that we can use that. So now that we've turned this to JSON API, let's grab this URL and open up a new tab with that, and we will get a much, much differently formatted version of our API. So this is a little bit different, um, and it doesn't include everything that you saw in JSON API because we haven't included all of that stuff. However, we do now have a data attribute, and our ID is one, our type is locations, and now all of our name and current and temp and status are scoped underneath attributes. And we have the relationships key here that includes our recordings and the data for each of those um, here. So this is pretty interesting and we would actually want to go through and create our serializer for the recordings so that they're not just dumping their attributes in like they are right now. So with our fancy formatting here, this is working because we do have a serializer for um, our locations, but our recordings do not have that serializer, meaning that we get very basic data printed out for our recordings association. So it'd be nice if we actually had those recordings in a serializer so that we can see how that affects our output. So let's create one of those. So if we edit a, or create a new file called app serializers, recording serializer.rb. We can create our class here, recording serializer, and that will inherit from active model serializer. 
And this one can be pretty much the same thing where we will grab the ID, um, we'll have the temp, the status, and we can even include the belongs to location here. And you might notice that that is kind of an infinite loop. So if we render out the location, it has recordings, each recording has a location, and the location has recordings and so on, you might get this infinite loop, but it is smart enough to understand that we want to stop that from referencing each other and going into this infinite loop of nested loops of locations and recordings. So it'd be nice if we actually had those recordings in a serializer so that we can see how that affects our output. So let's create one of those. So if we edit a, or create a new file called app serializers recording serializer rb we can create our class here recording serializer and that will inherit from active model serializer and this one can be pretty much the same thing where we will grab the id um, we'll have the temp the status and we can even include the belongs to location here and you might notice that that is kind of an infinite loop. So if we render out the location, it has recordings, each recording has a location, and the location has recordings and so on, you might get this infinite loop, but it is smart enough to understand that we want to stop that from referencing each other and going into this infinite loop. Now for the moment of truth to see if this works the way we expect it to. Well, going back to our browser and trying this out, we don't get quite what we would expect. We do get the relationship for the recordings, just like we thought we would. We get the ID and the type, but we don't get any of the other attributes. And why is this? Well, that is because JSON API says for those relationships, let's just include the reference to them by default. And if you choose to, then you can put them in the included section um, under the uh, array there. So we can go and tell Rails to include that extra information inside of our controller. So if we go to our locations controller for our API, rather than rendering just the JSON uh, for location, we can pass in an option here, say include, and say recordings. And if we pass this in, we can then see that there's now an included section and for each of those recordings we get their attributes and we get the relationship data on those as well so now we are actually passing all of those recordings in as extra objects inside of our response so rather than putting the data directly in the parent location it's actually including them and side loading them into the response so that we can then go look those up and kind of parse that out of the response as needed. So unfortunately, we are already going on too long for this episode. So if you want to see more about how we can add links like pagination, um, the links to objects like JSON API spec recommends you have, uh, caching, there's all kinds of other things. If you want to read more about those, you can check out the docs folder in the readme. Or if you want to see those in a screencast, let me know in the comments below and we can go talk about those in a future episode. So until then, I'll talk to you later.
Peace.